Welcome to the Coaster Cousins Podcast. On today's episode, we uh, did Logan Out East Big. We got trip reports from various Canadian cities. We went to various Canadian places and saw various cousins along the way. So we're uh, going to do a nice little recap here. It's Mitch and I out in Toronto, live on location. Logan, how are you? I've never, we've never done this. We've never recorded in person after three years. Um, this is our first time. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting dynamic. We did a couple little like trip reports from an Airbnb and at Wonderland itself, but yeah, we haven't actually done our episode together despite what podcasting for three years now. Three years together, never ever done this. I mean, eventually we'll get Coaster Bro and we'll do the three of us recording a live podcast together. But uh, until then. It's the two of us here in Toronto, but Logan, you are on your last day. We leave for the airport in two or three hours. How has the last 10 days been? How are you feeling? I have thoroughly enjoyed this trip out here. Completely life-changing, and I don't know, yesterday was just done so big and so crazy that it's like the perfect bookend to just, I don't know, a really solid trip. Yeah, it's been really, really good. So I think... What we'll do, kind of a plan for today's episode, is you'll hear from us at various points uh, for uh, on-location updates. We recorded, like Logan said, in LaRonde, at Wonderland, um, and you'll hear from us then, but then overall we'll kind of do a more of like a chronological um, overview of the trip and uh, highlights, lowlights, any fun stories you want to talk about. Oh, exactly. It's going to be more of like a rabbit trail-y, off-the-cusp episode with a general linear timeline, so... um, I guess that takes us to what? Friday the 21st? 20, Friday, July 21st. You flying for the first time since 2012. How was your flying experience? Holy <laughs> shit. They had five people working security in Saskatoon, so it took me 50 fucking minutes to get through the security line, and there was about 50 people in line. It was a minute to two minutes per person, but we got on the flight, super stuffy, Flair did the job, cheap flight, got here, Mitch picked me up, and it was pretty much straight to bed that night. Yeah, it was. Like, you got in right on time, but I think by the time we got home, it was like 12.30 a.m., and we had the day to drive to Montreal the next day, so drove, woke up fairly early. Uh, it's, for anyone who doesn't know, Montreal is about a five, six-hour drive from Toronto, depending on traffic. Yeah. Um, we took it nice and easy. Logan got to see, like, the rest stops here in Ontario. Nothing special to talk about there, but... When we got to Montreal at 4.30, um, we had a very fun night. We checked into our Airbnb, but uh, how was our first night in Montreal, Logan? What did, what did we do? What did we see? And uh, this might be one of your highlights of the entire trip, right? Yes. I Not, not the first bit here where I'm going to talk about the Metro, because I thought the Metro oh, is yes. one of the um, grocery chains out here yeah. in eastern Canada. I think just Ontario and Quebec. Ontario and Quebec, yeah. Yeah. But this is my first time experiencing French Canada, where French is the primary language, so, like, you know, all the box stuff, they had both languages, but all the fresh-baked stuff was only in French. So I thought that was really cool that my high school French held up enough that I'd be able to read the ingredients on what was in everything and have a little back and forth at the cash register. So that was culture shock number moment one that I thought was really cool, and I fit in surprisingly well. Yeah, I agree. I think you did, too, because, like, we were staying in a city called Longueuil, which is across the river from Montreal, yeah. and it's a majority. Like, Montreal is pretty bilingual. Longueuil is not. Longueuil is, and that whole South Shore is very French. So, um, yeah, we just went to Metro, picked up some things for the Airbnb, and then we walked around uh, a little bit of Montreal. Want to tell us about that? Logan, where'd we go first? We went down to the Plateau. It's kind of like a hip, fun 
almost like millennial vibe. Yeah, it's it's like a very old neighborhood out well outside the downtown of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just lots of it's like medium density, lots of walking, lots of restaurants, bars, pedestrian only streets, cafes. Just full of life is the best way to describe it. Yeah, and at the very end of this plateau was next to this big massive park, and it had one of the original poutine places, La Banquiste. Been around for sixty plus years now, I think they're saying. Yeah, a long time. It's it's a twenty four hour poutine place. It's fucking amazing. Oh my god, they had so many options, <laughs> so many good things. I've had uh, when I was posting pictures of my poutine to like the various di- story discords. Um, I had it described as a meat salad. Mm-hmm. It was truly fantastically fresh made fries there. They had this really sweet gravy, which is the first for me. I've had over 70 poutines, but never with a sweet kind of gravy, so that was cool. The freshest of the fresh cheese curds and all the super good toppings. And honestly, the vegan poutine. So, like, vegan poutine can be very hit or miss. And actually, my favorite vegan poutine is here in Ontario and Niagara Falls. But their vegan poutine was out of this world. And all it was was fries, vegan gravy, and vegan cheese. Even that alone was amazing. I would go back there. It's my new favorite vegan poutine. So this place, I think, really knows what they're doing. Um, we took um, it. It was crazy busy. It was Saturday night. It was fucking lined but up. Pumped us out through. Like, oh yeah, way. yeah. Like they were dealing with. I don't know orders so quickly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just it. When it's a dedicated poutine place, you can get away with that because you're constantly getting extra fries in the fryer and stuff like that. So yeah. Very efficiently dealing with the line. And we went and we did we did take out, went to a park, and one of the things Logan keeps saying about Ontario, especially the drive in Quebec, all the drive up to Montreal is how lush it is. Like the oh my drive, god. the whole drive to Montreal, Logan's like, oh my god, it's so many trees, so lush. Because you've never been to a deciduous tree forest ever. No, never in my life. I've only been to the prairies <laughs> in Canada and then like the palm trees in uh, SoCal and Florida. Yeah. So this was a completely new experience for me. Yeah. Uh, every, every like 20 20 minutes or so, Logan would be like, it's just so beautiful. We'd be driving through Kingston, Ontario. So beautiful. And then so we went and took our poutine and uh, ate it in a park nearby in Montreal. And just, it was just beautiful. It was a gorgeous evening. It was hot. It was, we were under the trees. Yeah. It was just, there were so many people around, the music and everything like that. It was so fantastic. It was the best start to the trip I could have asked for. It was low-key. Yeah. We found ourselves some ice cream. That was mm. so good. Raspberry yeah. swirl, I think we both got. Vegan raspberry swirl, soft serve from uh, just a window. Just like on the side. Like, typical Montreal. A, Big, beautiful mural, and right in the middle is a window serving vegan soft serve, and it was fucking delicious. No, something about that coconut milk just hit different than dairy <laughs> could have ever done. Like, it was so light, so, yeah. like, tropically, it was just good. And uh, after walking, or sorry, I guess after driving for that long, um, we really just wanted to walk around the yeah. neighborhood, and, and, and I, I think we've talked about before, especially Logan just loves to walk and explore. Love to wander, big yeah. wander. So we just did that, so that we did a big, I, I think we did two or three circles of the plateau yeah. um, on some of the pedestrian-only streets, and I believe this happened during COVID, but they've closed down a lot of streets to be pedestrian-only, so it was just so lovely to walk up and down them that we found live music playing on the side of the street, murals everywhere. Um, and we did, we moved my car because it was not illegally parked. We didn't get a ticket though. No. We were parked there for an hour. Yeah. So. I like realized like 20 minutes into it and we were just kind of said fuck it by that point. Yeah, we did that and uh, we didn't get a ticket. Nope. Uh, 
tried to find the washroom because we kept drinking fluids. And oh, and you got the what's that special Gatorade you got? You found at the Max. Oh yes. my God, yeah. I found a Palm de Verre Gatorade, yeah. aka <laughs> Green Apple. Yeah. Holy shit. I haven't had a green apple Gatorade in forever because they are just rare and I found one there. You know what we need to talk about? The KFC pants. Oh, the KFC pants. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Right across the street from... So Montreal is a very fashionable city. Like it is... People look cool. They are very suave. But super nice. But they definitely, some of them like take a bit more risks than others. And and one of the, we were across the street from Lime Bikes, going back to the car. And we walked past this guy who had a very fashionable top on, sunglasses, very good looking. But on his bottoms were like big, like they were poofy pants. Like they were very poofy. Yeah. Are they like stretchy material almost? They almost looked like parachute pants that were tighter. Yeah. And just the Colonel Sanders face, like just Colonel Sanders from KFC's face. And me and Logan, he walked by, we were like, oh my god, those pants. The second, you know when you're like walking by someone and you want to like talk with them or your friend, but then you just get far enough out of range and we're geeking yeah. out right next to each other. Oh That's hilarious. my god. Fuck, we should have written all these funny moments down. Like I know we'll, I know we'll think of them, but like I'm. I'm I like, did. Oh, you did? I have a list okay. on my phone of the first start of the trip because I knew I'd forget. Is there anything that we missed so far from the first day? Uh, the double red lights driving around Montreal oh, were like, what yeah. the fuck? So yeah. the Montreal lights are on their side, right? So it's red, yellow, amber, green, but then another red on the red side, like yeah. on the right side. It was weird. And then uh, the tunnel under downtown, mm. I was losing my mind because I'd never been in a tunnel like that before, and it was really cool. I forgot about the tunnel. And you love the Jacques Cartier Bridge, which is the bridge right um, in front of La Ronde. We had yeah. to cross it to get to our Airbnb, and it's a beautiful bridge. It really is. Old 1920s, just mm-hmm. big, massive, iconic landmark in yeah. Montreal. No, it was, it, was a, it was a great first day. Walked around. Lots. Um, yeah, I don't think we did, we did anything else. We just stopped and looked at yeah. murals. We took pictures of the of, and then we watched um, live music. You posted a bunch of really good like pictures of the various murals and buildings that we saw around the plateau. But we were walking around for over two hours. Yeah, we logged over twenty thousand steps that day on the plateau alone. So I should have said at the top of the show. But if anyone wants to actually see visuals of all this stuff, the majority of it's all up on my Instagram story under the Out East highlights. So mm. just go check that out. So linearly, I stayed up late at nights or woke up early to make sure it all got posted there. So I had a nice visual, like, reflection memory bank of this trip. Yeah, no, I highly recommend that. And also, highly recommend if you're coming to La Ronde, go to Montreal. Don't just go, come in and go and leave. Like, it's not like a U.S. city where you can maybe do that. Montreal is, like, such a unique city. And after being in the plateau, like, we drove driving back to the Airbnb Logan's, like... How can someone come to Montreal just for La Ronde and not go to the city? It is, like, so, so worth it. Yeah. Montreal has my heart. Yeah. Anyway, next day, we wake up, Mm -hmm. and this was my first big park visit in 11 years, I think. La Ronde, Six Flags. Tell them the little lead-up story after we, like, drove off the bridge and parked the car and we were walking up to the park. Oh, my God. (laughs) I forgot about this. So, it's, so, it's Sunday, it's hot, it's sunny, um, we're there right at opening, because Laurent really isn't that busy at opening. No. Cross the bridge out of the island, um, go through the toll booths, I buy a diamond pass, and go another Six Flags Park. So we park right by the entrance, and we're walking up. And so it's a little hard to explain, so I'm going to try and visualize it a little bit. The closest parking lot is for Laurent is still about a five-minute walk to the to the actual front gates. Uh-huh. I would say... So, 
not quite as far as Six Flags Magic Mountain, but like just if you're trying to imagine it, think about that. So we're walking that distance and we're um, just heading into just where security goes through and we hear a loud roar, just a vroom, And Logan's like looking around, looking around. We're below the bridge. He's like, wait, what is that? Is that a car? Is that a plane? And I'm just like, Logan, that's a... Uh, that's a roller coaster. <laughs> that that's was the Love Empire. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. Yeah, we were right outside. Love Empire is right out, right by the entrance, and it's loud. It is not a sand filled BM. Um, so <laughs> we no. laughed. Had a good laugh about that. Yeah, no, we'll talk about it later on when we did the next day in Montreal, but yeah. uh, you could hear it all the way down the little harbor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is loud. Um, but that was a fun little chuckle getting in because I because I had the diamond pass, I actually got the priority security, which was good because the security line was kind of long. It was like decently long. Yeah. But um, ever since they redid that entrance, you get in pretty fast. Um, so we got in before the park opened. We wandered around a little bit, um, but it was hot already. Like even at 1030, just before 1030, it was hot. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I can remember any other little interesting moments from in the park itself because I know... And the little voice clip that we're going to air right away here. We talked about our actual thoughts on each ride, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But were there any fun little <laughs> stories that you remember? When rope drop happened, we were off oh to the God. side. We were, we were off to the side of like the, the where the main one is. So we're kind of coming in and merging with the main group. And people are fucking running. Like, they are booking it. LeBron is not a big park. It's not like Steel Vengeance Run. It's a small park. People were... Full speed booking it. I'm like, where are you going? Because we were happy to see that La Monstra was open right yeah. opening. And that's where I wanted to go first because they have the worst ops in the one train. Very few wandered that way too. But they people were like booking it. I'm like, why would you be booking it to Goliath when it has a walk-on all day? Because <laughs> it has, they run two trains yeah. and it's a people eater. But that was funny. Um, I, I'm trying to think of anything special. Well, I mean, I think the next funny thing. I think do we, do we talked about this. In the in the in the off topic, the getting stuck, didn't we, or did we forget about it? Um, I think we talked about it. If we didn't talk about, it, we were on Canada's only Intamin, mm-hmm. and my first time on it, and uh, of course we got stuck inside the fucking Dragon Warehouse. Yeah, thing. but um, why don't we take it off to past us? They'll talk about more about the park. Um, our, our initial thoughts on it, the hot day. I think we have a decent chunk of that, so we're not going to go too much into that. So please take it away, past Logan and Mitch. Good evening, everyone. And hello from our live trip report, the first ever live trip report with two hosts in one place. I'm joined by... I'm Logan. I'm here. We're off of mm-hmm. Montreal in... What's our city? We're in, we're in the city of Longueuil, which is across the river from Montreal. It's the one, Laurent is, uh, is in between Montreal and Longueuil. So we are in our Airbnb after a day at Laurent and exploring Montreal. So we thought we'd give you a on the, uh, scene trip report discussion about it. So all that good stuff. Um, I think we're going to focus on Laron today and maybe talk about um, all the other stuff we did on another episode or maybe even this episode that you're listening to. We're not sure yet. But anyways, um, Logan, how did we start off the day and what were your first impressions of Laron? How did you how did you like your first little bit and intro to the park? Well, we started off today with Logan apparently not putting on enough sunscreen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we drove down over the fantastic bridge. 
bridge. The was it Jacques Pierre? No, Jacques Cartier bridge. Okay, yeah. Cartier, close. Yeah, and yeah. Headed down to the island. Uh, walked into the park. What did we get there? Like twenty minutes early. Yeah, like maybe yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, enough for us to get through. What was it Diamond Elite? Is that what yeah, you are? I just the Diamond. I think it's, I don't think there's Diamond Elite anymore, but Diamond for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah. just grandfathered in from the pandemic. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, so we went down literally a red carpet. That was interesting. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, walked down a red carpet, passed all the plebeians, or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. we call the peasants in French. Yeah, got the got the access into it. You didn't know there was a roar, and Logan didn't know what the roar. Sound oh was. my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> we're we're walking down the street from the parking lot, and all of a sudden there's just this roar going on. I'm looking up in the sky. I'm like, is that a plane? I don't see a plane, and I'm like, that can't be the bridge because the bridge wouldn't make that noise, and it's too high up. And it was it was just vampire testing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a roller. Logan's like, what is that? I'm like, that's the roller coaster. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you live and you learn. It was uh, mm-hmm. that was the first like, oh snap, I'm I'm out of my element here. But I, boy, was I excited. <laughs> so we went through the diamond um, entrance and then got in the park. And we were there a little early, so we walked into the Fort Edmonton food area and chilled until we opened. And the first, until the park opened, and the first mm-hmm. ride that we went on was Le Monstre, because it was actually open and opening. And how was Le Monstre? How how'd you like it? I was pretty impressed that they had both sides. They had uh, Park uh, Un and Park Deux mm-hmm. open. Uh, certain someone on the couch beside me never gone on uh, Park Deux. How no. was how was that? It was great. It was great to get on parkour. Duh. It was great to do that. So now I got an extra credit, which was nice. So now I just need Marsh DeMille Pat for uh, park completion. But um, it was really fun. It was a lot more smooth than 2021 when I last rode the Monstre. So I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked Especially our, so we got a front row ride on parkour two, and then we got a back row ride on parkour one, and it, parkour one back row ride was wild. It was so much fun. Um, I think it's my new favorite Woody in Canada for sure. That's like shot up a lot in my rankings. It was so fun. Um, what did you think of Le Monster? I thought it was a perfect way to start off the day, I'd say. Yeah. It was, um, you're going to, you know, one train ops on both sides. Of course, yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was also hilarious that it wasn't racing. We both got a kick out of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, later learned from someone on IG that it was uh, likely due to, yeah, stress on the coaster was yeah. the theory there. Which makes sense, because this is like a racing one where it's kind of all up and down, and they're not really side by side other than the lift, eh? They, yeah, they're, it's, it's... The lift they are, and then the rest of the ride, it, the layout's the same, but they kind of go up and down. Yeah, like the elevation is different. I'd yeah, say. but I just, I don't think they've kept up the structure enough to like keep it racing, like, like all just, the time. Yeah, yeah, like reinforced it enough. Yeah, didn't exactly. really care to put that in, which I don't know. For me, I didn't really care, but I'm also like, like this was my first, what, wooden coaster in 10, 11 years? Yeah, exactly. But I still loved it. Oh, me too. I thought yeah. it was rickety and fun. We went on it. I was expecting it to be really like bone jostling mm-hmm. a little bit, but no. Like it was, it was jarring side to side, but not like painful. No. Just kind of like, yeah, shuffling a little bit. Yeah, it was actually good. It was lovely. I had a great time. Um, and the next ride was an interesting one too that we got stuck on. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, we were walking around the park and we're like, hey, let's go to the dragon. dragon. Yeah, and Canada's only intimate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indoor ride. So we get on this thing, and it's truly a kitty family coaster. Yeah, and it goes around the dark, around a cool like animatronic dragon, has some fun sounds, and we're having a good old time. It was having, we we're having a blast. We we're having a great time, and when we approached what we thought was the break run, and then thud to a stop. 
And we're, so we're in the back row. It's a very long train. We're in the back row. The front cars are in the sun outside where the station is. And we're in the back, still in the show building and with the speaker right by us. And we're just at a stop. And we're like, okay, this is, we're just stopped there. 20 fucking minutes. Mm -hmm, 20 minutes. And the sound was nonstop. They were like, it just, the the soundtrack was so loud. I don't even think the loop was a minute long. No. Because the ride experience was like, what, 30, 40 seconds? Yeah, it was. It was a very, it was a lot, and we were very bored sitting there. But after twenty minutes, they get, we got out. Thankfully, we walked on the ride. Like we didn't have to wait anything for the ride. But um, yeah, so that was uh, that was an interesting ride. But we got dragon. Yeah, just imagine like really shitty royalty free like robotic dragon yeah. noises was pretty much was in our ear the whole time. So and then we got on your first hyper coaster. My first hyper coaster. Mm-hmm. The fuck all of you who say Goliath is not a hyper. It's a hyper. <laughs> Get off your soapboxes. This thing was a blast. Well, I mean, it's a hyper model, but it's not hyper in height. Like the model is a hyper. It was hyper yeah. in spirit, and the yes. airtime was plentiful. Yeah, it was really good. We got three rides on it at the end. By the end of the day, and it was a fantastic time. It was so good. Yeah, we did back row first. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did back row first, and then two row two rides. Um, and as anyone knows, on a on a, on a BNM hyper, they're both very different types of airtime. I definitely prefer near the front. And this is the first time I didn't get sick on it, which was great. Like, I usually get motion sick in Goliath, but it was running really well. Great airtime. So much better than Silver Star at Europa Park, as I said on my Instagram story. But, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, was, I didn't know the whole thing about airtime. Because I'd mm-hmm. say that's the first time I actually experienced proper airtime, especially on a coaster, right? Yeah, like, I would say so. You get a tad bit of it on, you know, your pirate ship rides and stuff like that. Yeah. Like a fair or whatever, but... I'd say that was truly the first time I ever had airtime on a hyper, and th- th- that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Just how different the forces were on the front and the back, but then also just later in the day. Yeah, I, I agree, and it, it warmed up. How how long have we been recording? Oh, seven minutes already. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it warmed up late in the day, and so, and then we have yet, we're going to Can- going to Canada's Wonderland in two days, so you'll get lots more airtime there. Yes, but, sir. Um, no, Goliath was running really well. It's like... Operations are the best in the park, and yeah, it was awesome. Can I tell him about the stupid guy from New York while oh we're here? Oh, God, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so there's this dude who probably around my age, he's there with what looked like a girlfriend or yeah, something. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, so he's wearing a Yankees hat, and he's talking with, like, a thick New York accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we know they're from America, and it's kind of a theme of the trip. I'm sure when we do a proper trip report show, we'll talk about it more. Yeah, Of all yeah. our funny experiences with Americans, but... This guy tried to have his phone out in the red. Yeah, he got really... We were sitting in this back row with them, and he, and he had his phone and his hat and his sunglasses. He was, like, holding them. And the ride off, like, took them away, obviously. And then and he spent, like, the whole rest of the ride complaining. He's like, I've had them on before. They don't care. Like, what? They, they didn't care last time. That Whatever. And blah, blah, blah. We're like, just, like, whatever. Like, goodbye. See you later. So we, like, got off the ride, and we're just, like, left. And then we went back in line, and he was right behind us, and he said, back again, boys? And we're like, haha, yeah. But then Logan stopped to take a picture of the ride while in the queue. Yeah, I'm stopping to take a picture of it just going up the lift hill, right? You know, common common yeah. picture stuff, Instagram people stuff. And then he's like, oh, bro, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I, I record these things all the time on my phone. I'll fucking airdrop it to you, no cap. <laughs> First of all, who actually says no fucking cap? I know. Right? Like, massive, big cringe if we're going to throw back to a yep. few episodes ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then his girlfriend... 
or so uh, suspected no alleged girlfriend. We're yeah. just gonna call it the alleged girlfriend. Walks by, she's like biting her lip, like turned on, kind of like seductively. She's like, he records these all the time. So stupid. It was like I was like, why? Why is the interaction happening? Yeah, why the eyebrow raise too with that? Like yeah. I, I didn't need that from her. So anyway, we we purposely waited for him to get on the train before us. Yeah, we were on a different row, different vibe. I was like, goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Hasta la vista, sucker. And so after Goliath, we wandered our way back to the front of the park and went on Vampire, the B&M invert, the Batman clone, mirrored Batman clone, <laughs> which was very good. <laughs> Trabian. Yeah, excellent. I felt it was running a little slower than usual, which is still faster than, like, <laughs> many other Batman clones, but still excellent. This thing was hauling ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the, uh, truly the most intense coaster in Canada, yes, I would is. say. Yeah, hey? it is absolutely the most intense coaster in Canada. You won't, at Canada's Wonderland, the closest thing I, I think is Yukon with, with positives, but like, this is, this is by far the most intense. Which blows my mind, cause I looked it up and my meter pulled anywhere from like 5.2 to 5.6, depending yeah. on how fast it is running. This thing only has four, and then like, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love that ride so much. We only did it once, right? Yeah, we only did it once, but I mean, that was enough for me personally, cause it was getting pretty mm-hmm. hot by that point. Yeah, it was, we were, yeah, we were sweltering. Um, because then we made the biggest error of the day and went into the Titan, the Zamparilla Giant Discovery line, which was... We tried. So bad. The line moves so slowly because this ride cycle so long and fast lane builds up. So they get filled. They empty the fast lane. They only put a few people in. Then we get right up to the front and then it goes... Then they evac the people in front of us off the ride. And they like they, they send it a couple times and then they put the people back on the, on the ride. They send it and then as soon as those people come back, the ride shuts down and we're like just about to get on. And we've been waiting for an hour and I was like, oh my god, I was sweltering out there. We missed bad. the world record attempt for the beaver tails because of this. Yeah, we did. Yeah, they were trying to attempt the world's largest beaver tail um, and world record, which I don't know if they made. Maybe I should check the LeRon Instagram page. Yeah, we'd have to take a look. But then they're going to dish it out to all just patrons for free, which I is the part know. that I was a little sad about. So um, that was annoying. And so after that, um, you got a float. We sat in the AC and you got a Coke, float, Coke and raspberry float. Um, and then we went all the way back around the park. The Ednor, the SLC opened later in the day and we missed it because the line was so long. Mm-hmm. You got some picks. Rode Goliath again and just kind of walked around and headed out of the park. Yeah, wandered around, took some pictures, headed on out, and then, yeah, just went on with her day to go explore yeah. some more Montreal. Because, I don't know, when I went to the park, I, by no means was I ever like, oh, I want to get on all the roller coasters, get each credit, if that's what we're going to call them. Cred. No, I know they're called credits. I just like playing <laughs> up the whole I am not a cursed coaster nerd thing. Yes, but then you rode, then you rode Goliath and loved it. They didn't even say if they, they didn't even say on their Instagram if they, if they, Achieve this world's largest. Honestly, not. not a surprise. Like Laron has a pretty weak Instagram profile. Yeah, they do. It's it's pretty bad. Um, so you know, yeah, we didn't even eat, eat, eat in the park. Um, we just kind of came back to the Airbnb, ate, and then went out to the city of Montreal. But um, overall, it was a good day. What do you think of the park overall? I thought like everyone in America, you only ever hear people talk shit about this place. Yeah, I, I like it. It's cute. Like, it's yeah. cute. It has its own flair. Like you get yes, the Six Flags buildings and. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, names and stuff, but it truly didn't feel like a Six Flags park, I'd say. No, it's nice. I like, I, I think there's lots of um, little hidden corners and nooks and crannies. I think the biggest thing that me and Logan talked about the today is that there's so much of this park that's closed. Like this park used to be so much bigger and there used to be theaters and more attractions and things like that and shows. And that's pretty much all closed. And so I think like either reopening them up, redeveloping them, redeveloping them or like tearing them down. They're not using them. Just tear it down. Yeah. Just like make it make because there's just it's so much is walled off to that makes it feel smaller what i'll give them is at least it's the corners of the park that's walled off right so if you don't venture out to those nooks and crannies you don't notice it as much but yeah like you remove two coasters it's just a plot Mm -hmm. of land you removed a couple other things like the theaters and they're just sitting there they yeah. look like just standing but not operating and even near the near where the swing ride was in the front of the park they've actually walled off an area from the last time i was here like the, they had they had they had that whole back area when you come up to the left of the route 67 diner i ate there in 2021 so that's new since i i left so I don't know what they're doing, but um, definitely could use for more additions. But overall, I like the park. Um, D- besides La Monstre, the operations are really good. Um, mm-hmm. Every other coaster, La Monstre's operations, especially parkour uh, two, are really bad. But every other coaster is pretty good. Yeah, very much felt like they had an A team and a B team on that coaster. Yeah, I think so. And I think I think they I think there was one less ride up on parkour two, and I think they got one just as we were leaving oh, parkour okay. one. I think I saw like a. Um, a staff turnover there, gotcha. but um, overall, like Goliath's crew is great. Like they would dispatch the train just as the second one was rolling in, so it would uh, we, yeah, it was good. This is exactly the kind of park that you'd want for a place like Montreal, especially out there along the St. Lawrence River. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, beautiful views, beautiful park, and just the people in the park and mm-hmm. the workers running it. Like it was just good vibes all around. I agree. Well, that was it for our on-the-spot trip report in Montreal. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk more about the city and all the other stuff in future times. But for now, this is what we wanted to record. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Check you guys out from uh, Wonderland next. Well, thanks, past Logan and Mitch, for that good um, update while we were at the Airbnb. Oh, I missed that. That was... That was a cute little Airbnb. Our Airbnb was actually so nice. I would highly recommend... Um, if you are doing a more Leron focus trip and you're driving in, stay in Longueuil. It's so close. But if you're flying in or taking the train, or if you want more of a Montreal like the experience, stay on the island. But we we really wanted to save some money, have a decent, decently cheap trip. Yeah, and it was a it was a great deal of an Airbnb, street parking, quiet neighborhood, and literally was it even ten minutes to Laurent? I don't even know if it was. Uh, not really. No, it was at least less than ten minutes to the bridge. But yeah. And it depended on the bridge traffic getting into the island too, um, but it was it was a great little place. I would stay there again, easy to get back out to the city. Yep. Um, so we left Laurent, um, and then I think we probably did the recap after that. But I don't know if we talked about the city. We but didn't talk about the city stuff because we weren't sure if we were going to want to air it or not. But I think that that's a you know quintessential part of this trip. So let's talk about what we did after Laurent. Yeah. So after Laurent, we came back to because it was it was hot, and poor Logan was very burnt, as was mentioned in the yeah. Uh, in the uh, the trip report, so um, we came back and chilled for probably a good little bit because it was just we needed AC. We yeah. needed AC and shade. Um, we chilled for a bit, and it was fairly dark by the time we went back. Um, and we went back out to um, check out the Olympic Park. So, Logan, what is the Olympic Park, and what can you do there? So, back in the seventies, when Montreal hosted the Olympics, it kind of turned out to be a bit of a train wreck. 
at a really successful World Expo in, like, what, the late 60s? 67, yeah. Yeah, so then they thought that they could host the world again, and it just did not quite pan out super well, but it created this really cool little concrete jungle park that was Olympic Park. It's got, like, world-class aquatics facility in there. It's got this really neat and interesting... uh, what do we call it? Kind of like a observation tower? Yeah, it's technically... So if you want to look it up, it's called the Montreal Tower, the Tour de Montréal. But it's the world's tallest inclined or leaning tower. It's over 500 feet, and it's at an incline, and it is so cool. It is very tall. It's a Montreal icon because it holds up the roof of the of the, what, the Olympic Stadium, which was supposed to be the premier sports f- facility of Montreal. For various reasons, it failed. I would highly recommend looking up. I think there's some YouTube videos on it, but... Um, I'd never been, and I think that was something that Logan would want to check out. So we did that. Parked there, walked around. Like Logan said, very brutalist, concrete Yeah. Um, really cool vibes walking around. Um, it, it's... The scale of it is huge. Yeah, I was getting like Soviet-era mega structure kind of vibes from it. It was really, really cool. And there was, um, what I liked about it too, there were so many like information booths around it. So we were walking around and they actually had like a lot of good, um, almost like, it was almost like a free museum, like walking around Mm -hmm. and like seeing and exploring all the, um, uh, the history of it, the construction, that sort of thing. Um, and then when we walked all the way around, we saw all the flags of the nations that participated in the 1976 Olympics. They talked about, like, the history there, that sort of thing. They built a skate park um, right there. They built, like, gorgeous fountains and water features. Yeah. And we walked all the way around. And then we on the far side, we you could walk right up to the stadium and look inside. And it is so 70s inside. It is amazing. I am would love to go in one day. Yeah, give me vibes back on the... Older campus buildings where mm-hmm. it's just a concrete slab with all the bookcases and stuff. Like it, yeah, definitely had yeah. that era to it. It was cool. So I think next time Logan said he'd like to try and. Um, I think I'd like to go up the tower. Yes, it was under yeah. Renault's when we were there, and it's sounding like that place is once again having issues with it getting retrofitted, um, the roof itself. But it's sounding like late 2024, most likely early 2025, the stuff will re- back, reopen. So I think we'll go back. Yeah, I think that's good. I think, and it'd be cool to see a game if or something. Like in any the event inside yeah. the stadium, yeah. Um, so after that, we took the... Uh, Mon- Montreal is named after the mountain or hill beside it called Mont Real. And that's a classic Montreal view. So we drove up there right around sunset, I would say. Um, when it's, it's quite high. It's like, I think it's like 400 feet above the city, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, drove up to the top, did a little walk, got to see the view. Touristy, but a great view, so. Oh, it was worth it. A quick little stop in, check out the city. What was neat about it is they don't have any, like, mega skyscrapers, because mm-hmm. I think you were telling me that there's some sort of law that they can only build them so tall. Yeah, they, it's, it's, they can't build it tall than Mont Rail. I can't remember what the exact thing is, but, uh, yeah, they don't have the really super tall ones, like, here in Toronto. Yeah, so it just made a cool visual when you're up basically at the height of the majority of the skyscrapers there, mm-hmm. but you're super far away from them on top of this mountain. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we drove down to the plateau, which is like they call the plateau because it's kind of the high ground beside Montreal. Yeah. Um, because Logan had to try the Montreal smoked meat sandwich. Yep, Schwartz's Deli. It was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. You went and got yourself a kick ass vegan pizza that we'll so talk good. about in just a second. Yeah, I think Schwartz Deli is just like this local place where they just do a bunch of smoked meats, right? So they became infamous for their Montreal smoked meat, which is just, you know, 
I know, good barbecue almost. Yeah, it's like slow roasted meat, but it's, it's not really well, it's not super seasoned. It's yeah. pretty like lightly seasoned. There is like a specific seasoning mix, I'm sure, but it, it is just, they're just known for Yeah, Montreal steak spice. Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, it was good. And then what really made it was like the little bit of uh, the, I don't even know what the spread was in it. Like a but, mustardy something? Or? Yeah, something like that. But then they also gave you pickles with it. It was fantastic. But the true memorable part of this was when I walked into it, we're in the express line, and there's these the Americans. Kind of the theme of like Montreal specifically, but even a little bit in Toronto was just how dumb the Americans were that ventured up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were, and you could hear them. Sorry to our American friends, we love you, but when you're traveling, just try to keep the, the volume control a little bit down because as Logan, Logan will just tell you in the story, we can hear your entire conversations because you need to just just. Tone it down a little bit. Yeah, if you're an American friend, you don't have to worry. You guys are chill. Yeah. If you're questioning if you're an American friend, this is probably for you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so in Schwartz Deli, there's these three girls. Can't be much older than me, mid-20s at tops. So then we're whipping up there. I'm ordered in French, and then they're right in front of me. And they're like, what's the percentage of fat again in the meat? And then the worker, straight-faced, he's like... You can get 5% fat, 50% fat, or 100% fat. <laughs> and then there's this lady who's, like, working and, like, cleaning the place up. And she is on her knees with me laughing our heads off. Because oh, they are completely ignorant. They're thinking he's serious. He's doing such a good job at keeping a straight face. And then they're all like, hey, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do the 5% fat. And he's like, oh, 100% fat? No, 5% fat. <laughs> like, just, like, doing that classic thing where you talk louder and slower in English to try and make someone understand, like, that's going to help them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was, it was just a tragic scene. <laughs> it really was. Tragic was the best way to explain it. But holy shit, did it give us a good laugh when I gave him an extra little tip? Because I'm like, you should be a fucking comedian. That was, that was priceless. Um, and then we walked around the plateau a little bit more, but Logan's sunburn was quite bad, and we were pretty tired at this point. So we had an earlier night um, for our next... Bi- and the next day was quite big as well, um, exploring um, everything else. So we woke up the next day, and we went... Where did we go for this? The old port was where we went straight first, right? We checked at 11. Yeah, we had a conversation about what we wanted to do this day. Yeah. Originally, we planned it. We had, I guess, the main plan, but it was a very loose main plan, was to leave and go to Calypso for a few hours. Canada's largest water park, if... Uh if uh, I think we've talked about it before, but that that it's between Ottawa and Montreal. Yeah, it's like forty five minutes away from downtown Ottawa, mm-hmm. Canada's largest water park. It seemed like a cool place, but the weather it wasn't looking too hot for the afternoon. Classic Ottawa get no weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we decided to pull an audible. I wanted to see the old port before we left Montreal and just old Montreal. And that was a lot of fun wandering around all the historic parts of uh, the city. Yeah, well, so old Montreal is. The oldest part of the city where it was founded in 1642. Um, a lot of beautiful old buildings. Um, a lot of them is from the 19th century, but most of, especially um, Rue Saint-Paul, is the oldest street, in, one of the oldest streets in Canada, outside of Quebec City, of yeah. course. And so it's a pedestrian-only street, and it is beautiful. And we, we saw the Notre Dame de, Par- to, de, de Paris, the Notre Dame de Montréal. Um, we had, oh yeah, I guess one other thing that was cool is, so we, on the show, we talk a lot about coffee and on Prairie Coasting, we talked a lot about coffee and Coaster Bro loves coffee. Shout out to Coaster Bro. Um, but I just picked a, a random coffee shop in the, in the, in Old Port, not even thinking about it. And I didn't realize till afterwards, like this was what, like, because Logan, you don't really ever have local, co- not ever, but it's not your first choice to go to like a local coffee shop 
in general, but we went to the cold brew place, or you got cold brew at this place. And how was it? How was your first experience at a Montreal local place? It was really hilarious. Yeah. Like, we walked in there. You went to the washroom right after you ordered. So I'm here ordering my uh, nitro cold brew in French. Mm-hmm. Doing an iffy job. This was one of my worst, like, <laughs> orders. But we got there. She had a whole moment. She's like, oh, do you want, like, sugar and stuff in that? Like, I'd like to, to go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a whole big thing. I got my nitro cold brew. And she's like, you want cream or sugar in that? And I was just like, no, just plain's fine. And her eyes just got all wet. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I just wasn't phased. Like, I didn't come across as like, oh, he doesn't know what I'm saying. I'm just like, no, I'll just have it plain. And yeah, that was acidic. That was like, grab you by the balls and give you a little twist. But yeah. it was what I wanted that morning. It was good. I mean, even I, the latte was really, really good. It was such a cute place. Um, and we needed a little pick-me-up for a long day because we walked around the... Old Port went down to the docks. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan, you got lots of pics of the river, the flat, fast-flowing river, some boats, and you could see Laurent from there. You could. Just past the Jacques Cartier Bridge mm-hmm. was Laurent. Got some cool pictures at the very end of the little pier. We sadly just missed Poutine Fest. <laughs> that was being set up in the Old Port. They were setting up for a, literally a Poutine Festival, and if we had more time... We would have stayed. Yeah, we're talking sure. like 40 different places with just poutine. Sorry. That was all that they had. They was just blasting Snoop Dogg, which is how we noticed. Oh, my funny. God. What did we hear so many times? Um, it was, uh, oh, there was like song I heard a bunch of times. I think it was Snoop Dogg. And oh, my God, it was so funny. No. But it was really, it was a beautiful day again. Um, people in Montreal were lovely. And then, yeah, we drove out. And like Logan said, we head towards Ottawa. Um, but the weather was being iffy, but yeah, Logan just was like, let's just go to Ottawa, let's see the nation's capital, um, walk around there for a bit, and we did that. Parked in the Byward Market section yep. of, um, of uh, it's only about an hour, just over an hour drive from, yeah. from Montreal to Ottawa, and uh, went for a great lunch at a little diner in the market called Zach's Diner. Uh, what, did you, what were the vibes of this place, Logan? How did you like it? You know I like my chicken fried. <laughs> oh my god, we were. Oh, I forgot about you. Cold I, we didn't beer listen, on a Friday, Friday night. night. We didn't listen to it last night. I want to listen to it. Yeah, we'll have to listen to it on the way to the airport. Yeah. But anyway, think really cute diner. This place was one of the ones that unfortunately had to close for quite a while last year when all that convoy shit was going on. But they're back open. Super happy. Super friendly. Open all night for takeout. Yeah. And I think up until midnight to dine in. Yeah. Yeah. I think their motto was, like, their little slogan was, uh, where good days begin and great nights end. Yes. Which was just so cute. All of the staff were so happy to be there, and you could tell it was just a good vibe. Yeah, they were playing Cartoon Network on the TV. They had, like, it was like a 50s-style diner, but, like, the staff were just, like, chill. And so, well, the reason we went there is because they had a huge vegan menu. I was shocked. And diners don't generally have that, but like they had vegan milkshakes and things that, and so we went and it was just, the food was great. You had your second poutine of the trip rated Ottawa's best, which it looked good, but not La Banquise good, but it looked good. Yeah, no, like that was definitely your best for an average Joe city. The only thing I had against it was the lack of fresh cheese curds, but I mean, that's anywhere outside Quebec. Yeah. So it was a really cool place. I got my vegan milkshake um, which was great. Um, the milkshakes did bring all the boys to the yard. They did, absolutely. And they, we went up next to the um, Parliament Hill, like basically Canada's Capitol Hill, um, where we saw the Parliament buildings. Logan, you saw, I, what was the caption we said, when a, a Canadian does Canada? <laughs> oh, yeah. Canadians do Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time just seeing all the sights. 
A lot of it's under construction right now, so I want to go back and do like the proper guided tours and stuff. Yeah, we got to spend some more time. Like it's a couple, it's a good couple days city to do do everything in. Well, we got to the very end of um, like the I don't know what you'd even call it, but the guards coming down. Yeah. From the... So I think they have this in the U.S. too, but in Canada, um, as part of like more of a war memorial was like, which is like. Um, more of a somber one. They guard uh, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. So it's a soldier that um, passed away at Vimy Ridge, a very big Canadian battle in World War One. Yep. They brought um, his tomb to uh, Ottawa, uh, and it's basically uh, a m- memorial commemorating all the armed forces that fought in the wars since Canada was a country, or even a confederation, so since the Boer War in the 1800s, yeah. um, and so they guard it all day, so they have guards, um, I think from 9 to 5 or during the day, and we were there right at 5 o'clock when they did the changing of the guard and they left them, so that was kind of a cool ceremony to see, they had the bagpipes guy come out, they had a whole military thing, yeah. Um, and it was pouring rain, but it was it was cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys all know we're standing like nationalism, military, and shit. But this was very tasteful, very well done. Yeah, it wasn't like a whole hoorah rah. It was very somber, like you said. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was pretty cool. And then we kept walking around the end of the. We saw the end of the Rideau Canal. Oh yeah. Um, I know we're blasting through this because we only really saw it. Like I would highly recommend if you want to like. Um, do go there, like definitely reach out and ask about like, or, or Google yeah. things like it's, it's definitely worth a stop to see. There's lots of cool things. So in many Ottawa. free guided tours of the parliament buildings mm-hmm. as well. So you can definitely get in on that. Yeah. And it's such a quick drive from Montreal too. Um, I don't think we mentioned Ottawa in the Coaster Cuzzy road trip um, episode, but uh, it's an easy quick stop from Montreal. And then, Fun Haven had, does have a credit. If you guys are all mm-hmm. obsessed with getting on SBF spinners, I don't know why the fuck you do that, but <laughs> I don't know some of you do, so there's a credit there. Um, yeah, then we drove back to Toronto. I don't think anything really fun happened on that. Well, not, nothing fun happened, but nothing of... No, something fun happened. Popeyes at the en route. Oh my god, I forgot about the Popeyes. Yeah. So, very end of the night at this Popeye's that's on an en route. The en routes are what those exits are called, the little rest stops. They're government funded, and they always have, like, a Burger King, a Tim's, a little market. Yeah. And, like, a Popeye's if it's a good one. So, anyway, this one had Popeye's. I go up there, last customer of the night. They're like, you want our last chicken sandwich? I'm like, hell yeah, I want your last chicken sandwich. So, then the manager comes up, and he's like, oh, sorry, we actually don't have it. Like, it's not good, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. And I just kind of told him, you know, courtesy, like, prayer courtesy. I'm like, yeah, just give me whatever you got for the rest of the night. This man charges my card back to give me the money I paid them, and he just starts unloading. We got a box of popcorn shrimp. We got a box of fries. We got all of their biscuits. Mm-hmm. And he just kept going and going and going. And then we kind of had, had a feast for free <laughs> on all of the leftover Popeye's food for that night. It was amazing. I could not believe it. And he gave me a free, gave us both free drinks. It was such, it, he, they were so courteous and so sweet about it. Yeah, it was, I, we were like, and we just like sat in the car at the windows down, just like, just like gabbing about how the amazing they were. Right. It's a lot of country music on this uh, episode. It was just funny because it was the one song. I know. That, Burbound, and Wagon Wheel were the yes. only country songs we listened to slash referenced, and here yeah. we are making it sound like that's all we listened to. Um, so was that the only thing on the drive? I can't remember, because it was a pretty uneventful drive on the way back. Yeah, I know. That was pretty much the only thing. Just seeing the 401 at night was kind of fun rocking back in, but yeah, yeah. there were there truly wasn't much to be said about it. You saw no. New York, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You got within a few kilometers of the States, but that's about all I got to say for the drive. Yeah. 
Um, the next day was our first full day at Wonderland. Um, so um, we didn't we didn't spend the, we didn't get there right at opening. We no. got there a little late. Um, stopped at uh, Odd Burger, which I think me and Parker have mentioned before, the vegan fast food place. So Logan had had first stop there, which was. Good. It was just a great one. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally just McDonald's, but make the entire thing vegan. Yeah. And you don't even notice because it's not shoved in your face. It's just really good, solid food. It was. It was. So there's one right by Wonderland. It was. It was really good um, because then because I like to go to the park with a full stomach because everyone knows how I feel about Wonderland food. Yeah. Um, because then we went to Wonderland for the first time. Um, do you want to let past? Logan, Mitch, and a special guest take it away with their, their thoughts on it at the park? I think so. We did a good job of just covering really rapid fire, 11, 12 minutes-ish of what we all did that day. So yeah. let's, let's throw that in here. Good app. Well, I don't know what time you listen to this, but good day from Canada's Wonderland, a very hot heat warning Canada's Wonderland, where you are hearing a trip report live on site. I know we didn't do one at Laron, we had the Airbnb, but God freaking damn it, we're doing one at Wonderland with who do we have here? Uh, Anil Logan. And Parker. Whoa, that's crazy. There's three of us here. So we wanted to talk about our day. So, Logan, how do you feel about the park overall? This is your first time at Canada's Wonderland. How was your day? How do you feel on maybe in a couple of sentences? What's your thoughts on it? Okay, fast lane, way to go. Uh, amazing fast-paced rides and good company. Love that. That's great. Um, so, yeah. We'll talk about a little bit about our park day and a little bit about what we did. Uh, Parker joined us for a little bit later, but at the start, the first ride we went on was Leviathan. That was the very first ride of the day. Logan, what did you think about Leviathan? I was geeking out about it in the car for like 10 minutes on the way here. I just saw it kind of crest over a bunch of businesses, and that kind of blew me away. And the fact that that's a ride and that's that tall... Like, for context, guys, Leviathan is a good 20 feet taller than any building or structure we have in my province, so that blew me away. Yeah, it was really good. We got some good rides on it. We got a front row, a row two, and a back row ride on it. Amazing. Um, and then after that, we want, went over to Wild Beast. I think there's only one very short thing that Logan has to say about Wild Beast. Car crash the ride, never again. Okay, nice and easy. Moving on. Uh, then we got two rides on Vortex. Uh, what are your thoughts on Vortex? The only other suspended swing coaster you've ridden is Ninja, correct? Correct, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. We went over there, and it was kind of back to back to back. Went a little quick. It was hot out in the sun, so got me a little, um, what's the word, woozy, dizzy, um, but I enjoyed it. It was a solid ride. When yeah. we wrote the second time, because I, I, I didn't look at any POVs, so I didn't know the layout for any of these, but uh, no, that one definitely blew me away. A lot of like the swings into like, you get a lot of good positives in those corners. There is? Absolutely. Um, is this still recording? Mm-hmm. It still records when it's off. Oh. Yeah, oh, yes. Okay, good. Sorry, editing, Logan. Um, and then we went on Tundra Twister. Parker, what are your thoughts on Tundra, Tundra, Tundra Twister? Do you, have you, have you fully given public what your, what your thoughts are? Yeah. Well, the thing about Tundra Twister is that um, the way it swings is very much dependent on the weight distribution. And so every ride is going to be different. So you can get a really good ride on Tundra Twister and 
it's amazing. But then if you get those rides where it doesn't swing as much, it can be super boring. And I feel like my ride today was the latter. It, it wasn't that good. You get some great views, but if it's not like if it's not snappy and you're not getting so many flips, it's it's kind of meh, to be honest. Yeah, I think that was I think that that was a thoughts on it today. Logan, what are your thoughts on Tundra Twister? No, I can't, why can't I say that? Tundra Twister. There we go. Tundra Tongue Twister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that That's my kind of flat ride. I am all about the swooshy, the like slower pace. I don't like a bunch of flips or a bunch of spinning. And this is that it for me. I've been kind of talking about it all day. If it was like the European Fair Circuit, uh, what do you call it, program, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do it. This was a very relaxing, solid flat. Perfect. Okay. Um, backlot. Backlot Sun Coaster. Logan, what's your thoughts? Did it take you, did it, uh, take you off guard? Ca- catch you off guard. There, that's what I meant to say. I forgot it existed. <laughs> I so, and I think this was the first ride we did with Parker. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that one. That was such a cute little ride. I'd have to look at the rankings and all that nerd stuff after, but... Uh, I liked it more than Behemoth. We'll get to that later. Okay, well, that's controversial, but we will get to that a little bit later. Um, Parker, we did Windseeker. Do you usually... What's your... What's, what's, what is your Windseeker thoughts? Because I don't usually ride it at the park, but what's your... Have you ridden it this year? What's your thoughts on it? Actually, this is my first time riding it this year. It's one that I don't do too much because, I'm going to be honest, heights can freak me out a little bit, <laughs> especially on rides like Windseeker. But it's always fun when I do do them, especially when I'm with people. And, I mean... On a day like today, like, you can get some great views over the park. Like, it is a beautiful, beautiful ride. It's just not one I get to a lot, so I'm glad I got to do it with you guys. Yeah. No, it's a good ride. Like, it was it was really pretty. Logan, is it kind of how you remembered it from Knott's? Uh, the views, yes. The ride experience, yes. If anything, it felt faster than I remembered as a kid. The only thing that kind of tainted it a little bit in, I don't know, almost takes it down a notch from my memory is how short the ride cycle is here. Yeah. You truly only spend, like, what, 20, 30 seconds tops at the very top? Yeah. It's just kind of up and down. It's really quick. Um, and then I think after Windseeker, maybe I'm kind of going maybe a little bit out of order here, but this is something I actually want to talk about is Parker and I both got the the new Impossible Bolognese, the pasta at Lazy Bear Lodge. Um, Parker, I know you've eaten most of the things on the menu. How did this compare? Uh, is this like worth it? What would you recommend it for people who are uh, coming to the park? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, theme park spaghetti, I feel like, can be hit or miss. This was definitely on more on the hit side of things. Um, they put a little bit of, I don't know if it was like cheddar and mozzarella. It was like a shredded cheese thing that they put on top, and that was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, overall, I'm a fan. I do miss uh, the Impossible Stuffed Pepper, because that's what they uh, replaced this dish with. Um, but I didn't realize that the Impossible Stuffed Pepper wasn't vegan, so I'm glad that they have an actual vegan option now. So I can't really complain there. Yeah, no, I agree. And and yeah, for anyone who's listening, you can get make it vegan without just saying no cheese on it. They 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 put it on afterwards, so it was totally fine. And it was good. I'm glad there's an option. It's it's a nice option. I'm sad they got rid of the stuff at Backlock Cafe, which we're actually currently sitting outside of right now. Um, so yeah, and I think um, I think my, we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, we went on Yukon Striker twice. So Logan, how did you feel about your first dive coaster? Phenomenal. <laughs> This is the one that I have been eyeing up forever, like back before Coaster Nerd days ever existed. I have always thought that dive coasters were the thing, the hold over the drop. Yeah, everyone talks about it as the gimmick. Nah, it's freaking cool. Look at it. I'm looking at it right now. We got Windseeker and we got Yukon right in the corner of you over Backlot Cafe. And oh my goodness, the hold over, the force at the bottom of the drop. Just, it's swoopy but fast paced, but forceful but not overly forceful. Like, it's exactly everything I'd want in a ride. Like, it's 
going to be hard to knock that off of probably my top rides. Honestly, I agree. It's it's a good ride, and we had some great rides on it today. Um, I think the last ride we'll talk about before Behemoth is Dragonfire, Classic Arrow. Um, Logan, what did you think about Dragonfire? Similar to your rides at Callaway, at Vortex, or what uh, What did you like or not like about Dragonfire? Well, I realized when I was talking about Vortex, I complained about how I had no legroom. I was just dumb and didn't realize <laughs> if you sat in the car in front, which I don't know how I was that dumb, because my maneuver was the same way, which is what I knew. So yeah, it could have had more legroom finding in. That's all that Vortex needed. So uh, Dragonfire was a good rebound from that. The layout was nice. The only jank part was into the helix at the end. Other than that, beautiful. Honestly, pretty good for 42 years old. Yeah, no, it's a really good ride. Um, the last ride we'll talk about, which is the well, was the one ride we did only once. It was Behemoth. Um, Parker, I know you and I have talked about this ride a little bit, and it makes us queasy a little bit sometimes. How was your ride on Behemoth? And also, important question, are you a front row or back row person on Behemoth? Okay, so I'm usually a back row person. And overall, like, I don't hate Behemoth. I really do like it. It is my third favorite ride in the park. It has some great airtime moments, and I love how it's set right on the lake. But it's not a ride I can marathon. I used to be able to, but I found that over the past few years, if I ride it too many times, it just, I don't know, gets my stomach in a twist, and I can't handle it. And it's kind of upsetting that I can't do that anymore. But, yeah, I, I got to take a few breaks if I ride it too many times. So what once is fine, but then, then I got to do something else before coming back to it. Yeah, I, I, I agree as well. It is my number one ride. That makes me queasy in the park. I think we had some good rides on it today. Front row for me is my favorite. But Logan, may I ask, dare I ask you, how you liked as you were distracted by Squirrel? Which I ran away with the chicken nugget. That was so funny. <laughs> so, I could care less about Behemoth. That, the Squirrel, the chicken nugget was way more interesting. Okay, so okay, Behemoth. Behemoth thoughts. Yes, Behemoth thoughts, no. Worst ride in the park other than Car Crash the Ride. If Car Crash the Ride gets retracked or improves the slightest, better than Behemoth. The other Woody. Uh, oh, Mindbuster. Mindbuster. Yeah, yeah. Everyone I've heard was kind of complaining about it. More of a rougher ride. Park and I rode together in, what was it, a middle row seat? Yeah, yeah we're kind of towards the front. And then um, the way that Mindbuster is set up, it's six rows per car. And if you get the middle row, it's not over a wheel. And it's a much smoother experience than being on the ends. Because those wheel seats can be quite intense in the middle. It's great. Yeah. So, okay. So I forgot about... I forgot about um, Investors, thank you for talking about it. But Behemoth, so is there, can you specifically say why it's not your favorite? Airtime. No. Okay, so too much, too little, what's the. And me? Oh, sorry, is, I'm ADHD. Logan is coming on in full force. It is Carly Rae Jepsen. On the radio. This, Don't worry, we're almost done the recording. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, Behemoth, floater airtime, just not for me. It really upsets my stomach. I, normally, when we were at least on the Goliath at Laurent and a little bit on Leviathan, but mostly Goliath. It didn't hit until the brake run. Here, I could feel it, like, halfway through the ride after the turnaround, and that made the back half of the ride pretty rough to ride. Yep. Okay, well, closing thoughts, Logan, on your first day at the park? I see why people are coaster nerds. This is a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. Like, it was a good mix. You guys really let me go at my own pace, but led me in the right direction. Very happy, like, uh, Parker made the trip up to come hang out with us I think if I had a big group, I'd be a little overwhelmed on the first day. But the three of us, I know, we've been talking to each other online for a good while. So it was just really wholesome and fun day overall. It was. Well, thanks so much, Parker, for joining us on the recording and for coming down to hang out with us. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, it's always a great time to come up to Wonderland, and especially when I can hang out with people. So, yeah, thanks for having they, me. Oh, thank you so much. And we will chat with y'all later. Bye. Let me turn it off. 
Well, thanks so much, past Logan, Mitch, and Parker. Thank you so much, Parker, again, for driving all the way up to Canada's Wonderland just to hang with us. That was a real blast. It was good to, well, for you and Logan to meet for the first time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Parker was a fun one to hang out at the park with. Yeah, it's always good getting all the cuzzies together. Not the end, not the... uh, not the last of that, but we'll save that for the later in this episode. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, so I think that was, that, that was a good uh, overall thought on the, um, on the park. We may, maybe we'll do like a more specific Wonderland episode. Cause I mean, I think we're like, we want to do more trip report, but let's do like highlights from this day, Logan. So what, what were your, what, if you could take away like your favorite rides or favorite times there, what was your highlights of this day? Cause we didn't stay the full, we didn't stay till closing. We left a little early. Yeah. It was just really hot. Very humid, mm-hmm. and I was dealing with the sunburned shoulders under my shirt, so I was very uncomfortable. This was the day of the big swoopy rides, mm. like the Yukon, the Leviathan, anything with speed and minimal forces was what I was loving that day. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, I wasn't huge on the other stuff, we took lots of rest breaks, kind of just scout, like the whole thing was scouting the park out. Yeah. Want to get on a few of the major things, get some experiences, scout it out for later in the day, because I knew I'd have uh, two more full day stops at this park. Get the lay of the land, get how, how you figure, how you get to walk around, that sort of thing. Um, Logan did have his first beaver tail, was shared with Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about the beaver tail. That was very yummy. Very Canadian experience that Logan's never had one. Yeah, we don't have beaver tails out in Saskatoon, so I finally got one of those, split it with Parker, and that mm-hmm. was kind of how we ended off the night with him. It was just a very like fantastic, wholesome time meeting him. Yeah, it was great. Um, because we left early because we got to see another Cuzzy contributor, uh, my friend Talia, who was in Toronto from Calgary. And she's Fort. been on the show before. Well, she was at the intro. And she, oh, she did the New Year's Resolution show. Yeah. But I gotta do, we gotta get her, I gotta get her on. But anyways, we had dinner with her because she was in town for work, which was lovely, which was great. Went to another vegan place and had a nice meal because we needed something a bit on the fresher side because it had been a lot of... Uh, Road trip and theme park food. <laughs> just a lot of greasy food. Like, we just kind of did all the staple food for each of those areas. And yeah. we just needed something fresh because of how hot and tired we were from that oh, day. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the next day, Wednesday, was a big day for Logan mostly. It wasn't as big for me. But um, Logan went and explored a bunch of areas in Toronto. And then we ended off the day with a fantastic um, uh Event, I guess is the way to call it. But what did you do Wednesday during the day, Logan, while I was uh, working here at home? I wandered to the Circle K downstairs to get myself a drink. Mm-hmm. And then I purely just wandered down to the subway. Yeah. I rode the line that's close to your place all the way down to Union Station. Well, I guess Dundas. I hopped off. Mm-hmm. I went through the Eaton Center, which is a really cool mall downtown Toronto. I went to Young and Dundas Square. Canada's Times Square. Woo! Yeah, a lot of billboards, pigeons, and not much shit happening. It's it's like the quintessential Toronto place because there's always like sirens, there's people singing, there's street preachers. It's it's very like yeah, Times Square of Canada. There was very funny on the one corner of the block was like the battle of three religions. Like there's um, <laughs> there was a Jewish guy, there was a Muslim, and then there is the good old street preacher Christian. Mm-hmm. And I like the Muslim of the three. He was chill. He was just sitting at his little desk with free Qurans for everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot, but it's, every tourist has to go see it. But it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot going on there. Oh, I'm gonna just mute my work computer. But Logan, what did you do next? I then wandered down. I wasn't quite sure which direction I wanted to go, so I ended up at the Hockey Hall of Fame, which was really cool. I hadn't been there before. I did minimal to no research. I knew where it was, and that was pretty much it. So I hopped in there, and I had a uh, one buddy who knows hockey way better than most people that I know. So I boot up like a little FaceTime with him. 
And then I just kind of toured around and let him be my tour guide. He didn't really know anything that was in there either, though, but he was able to point it all out to me as they passed it. So that was really fun. I got the text that Mitch was heading on down, so I was like, okay, cool. I got myself 30 minutes to come down there. I'm just about to leave. And I'm like, I could have sworn the Hockey Hall of Fame has trophies and shit here, too. <laughs> but I could not find it for the life of me. So right as I'm about to exit, I see out of the corner of my eye this little stairs to a back area that didn't look like I should have been having access to. But I went up there, and oh my goodness, am I happy I did, because that's where they had all of their end-of-the-season awards trophies. <laughs> like, we're talking the legit trophies they hand out to the players. They had the legit Stanley Cup there during the regular year. Right now, it's all off with the people that won it, so it's not there in the summers, but during the season, it would be. Mm -hmm. So they just have a replica there. But it was just this really cool room, stained glass windows and ceiling. Like, it was just... I'm, I'm happy I didn't quite miss it. I knew it was there. I just couldn't find it. Yeah, that is, like, the destination of the hockey fun. I've still never been, so i got to go one time. But I'm glad that you got to see it. And only 25 bucks. It was a really cheap tourist yeah. attraction for Toronto. Like, one of the cheaper ends and one of the better well-done ones. Absolutely. Um, but where did I meet you when you left the Hockey Hall of Fame and I left work? What uh, what big thing did we do? The Tour de CN. CN Tower, baby. CN Tower, but not just the CN Tower. We didn't just go up and see the view from behind the glass. Oh, no. We did the world's tallest outdoor hanging excursion experience as apparently in the Guinness World Book of World Records, the CN Tower Edge Walk. If you don't know what it is, go see Logan's highlight story, go Google it, and when you're in Toronto, go do it because it is, you are truly outside the CN Tower, hanging off the side. It was amazing. It was so good. Highlight of the trip right there. Yeah. Like top three, just being that high up, looking down. And neither one of us was scared for a single second. Everyone's like, no. oh my god, that looks terrifying. Or, oh, I'm, you know what I mean, getting nervous just looking at him. Like, no, we were geeking out. It was so cool. It was amazing. Like, the way, because you are attaching, like, these zip tied the, 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 the things together. They're very safe about it. But so they can have some fun. Like, when you're leaning back, you can, like, go on your tippy toes. You can, like, lean forward. Or um, the person who was, like, kind of helping us out out there, she was really funny, like, making cracking jokes, had high energy. So it was really, really fun. We walked, we were out there for, like, half an hour. At least a half hour, yeah. We were walking, we walked all the way around the tower, saw all views, um, and it would have been, it, it would have been really cool to do it while there was a baseball game going on, because later in, later in the show we'll talk about yeah. the Jays games, you could look up and see the people at the edge walk, so it would have been so cool being able to look down and onto the field. I think so, especially because later, like we said, there was a home run that was hit while people were hanging over it, that would have been a cool experience. But the biggest thing that I was shocked, I thought this would be super temperamental. Like, weather-wise. No, unless it's lightning. That's pretty much the only thing they stop for. They said they've been up there in 100-kilometer winds before. They've been up there in the middle of snow. Because this place is open until January. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I can't, I can't believe they do that. And I would highly recommend a visit. Because the CN Tower is not worth it if you just go up to the observation deck. It's like 50 bucks just to go up. Exactly. And you're up and you see the view and you're like, cool. That's the view. So the only way to do it is either get reservations at the restaurant. For 75 bucks a person, you get up and a two-course meal. Or for the do the edge walk. You get to go up and you get to do the whole, you get the full experience and uh, the edge walk. Yeah, so. aside from just having a supper at the restaurant, you have free access to everything, priority lines, yeah. all that. We can do edge walk. Um, so yeah, we walked around the gift shop a little bit um, after that. Uh, Logan had his first Chipotle for dinner that oh, day. Oh, I love Chipotle. <laughs> oh my God, I love I'm Chipotle. I'm eating chips from Chipotle right Literally now. Literally as we speak. <laughs> You're so, almost done with queso. I don't know if I can fucking eat the rest of this. I'm very full, but oh my God, Chipotle was so good. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was a great first Chipotle. Um, 
I think that night we just went back and chilled, right? Because it was a lo- it was a yeah. long day. I don't think there's anything else that. No, it was a long day, and we just wanted to head back to chill. The next day, you had to work, yeah. But you dropped me off at the subway station so I could take the subway down to the bus line, mm-hmm. the bus line to Wonderland to go visit Burke. Yeah, uh, one of the Wonderland uh, enthusiasts, Tyler Burke, great pain means fun guy, good friend of mine, and Logan. Uh, Got to meet him and spend. You you got to Wonderland like from two all the way until closing. You spent. We with did him, two right? to ten. Yep. Yeah. He drove me over to the shell and then you picked us up. How was your How was that day overall? Like any highlights, fun times? Um, I wasn't there. I was. I worked all day. I have nothing fun to contribute from this day. I. This was the first day that I did edibles before the park, and <laughs> that made the day a lot more fun because we did all the well the notorious rough and painful rides first. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what his little corner of the community is that he loves so much. He loves anything that is feels like a car crash. Yeah. I guess where this man could get rear-ended and thank the person that ran into him. <laughs> oh but yeah, anyway, we did Flight Deck, which is an SLC, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we did Time Warp, which is one of those, I don't even know the manufacturer. Layer, as in parallel layers, yeah. That was hella fun, being trapped in that cage. The only thing that was a little tricky... Was I should have done a little research on how the fuck to get into that thing. Because mm-hmm. just about to hit a peak of an edible and try to climb into a little lawyer was a little much for my brain. But we got there. <laughs> too many steps. Yeah, too many steps. And then I didn't know how long to keep my legs. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I don't know. We got in it. It was a fun ride. Flying coasters. Holy smokes. If I could go on Tatsu like that, that'd be so good. I know. That would be great. Um, it sounded like a great day, and uh, you did lots of night rides that time for the first time because we didn't stay for closing them on Tuesday. So, how were the first night rides? The night rides are Wonderland are a lot of fun. In the middle of summer, you don't get a lot of night just because of how far north. Like it is still quite far south in comparison to what I'm used to. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You got an hour or so of good night rides in July. Uh, I think any of the ones in the back corner, you're talking like Behemoth, Backlot, mm-hmm. uh, Mine Buster, right? That's, yeah. That's yeah. what he, yeah, that, those ones all rode really good, Leviathan, Yukon, um, but we truly just did the Mind Buster, that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that was Night Rides. Yeah, so Noah sounded like a great day, I picked Logan up afterwards at night and went home after a good day at Wonderland, because Friday was another big day, um, I went to work in the morning, but then we went down for Logan's first Jays game versus his beloved, uh, I almost said Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, I had technically physically been to a Jays game, but it was well before I gained consciousness at only 16 months old. So, yeah. uh, man, Rogers Center is a fun place. Yeah, it is. It is so nice. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the baseball stadium here in Toronto has a retractable roof. So you never know if the dome's going to be open for the weather. So I check um, this app called Is the Dome Open? So that day, it was hot and humid, but it was cloudy. Yeah. Um, but the, so the dome was open, no chance of rain. Right from the get-go. Like, they kept it closed for warm-ups, but right before pregame, they even had it open for opening, like, the first pitch. Yeah. And it was cool to see it open as well. Um, we got there nice and early, like two hours before, because you get free the first 15,000 people. Is that what it is, get bucking hats? Or I think it was like 15,000, yeah. yeah. Because it was uh, Caribbean Carnival Night. Yeah. And it was it was just such a fun time. So we got our free bucket hats, which Logan is taking home. Um, and we spent two hours like walking around the stadium. Logan got to see literally every single part of it that yep. you wanted to see. No, exactly. We got souvenir cups that had free refills for myself, mm-hmm. so that was really nice. 
And then just checking out all the fun activities at the ballpark. They got like yeah. cornhole up top, big connect four. Like it's just a beautiful place now. And you got to have your, because um, the food is really good at that place, you got to have the Cubano sandwich from the Cubano place. And I got to have my vegan hot dogs. Yeah. Um, but so for this game, we were sitting down in the 100 levels, the ones closest to the diamond. Yeah. Um, which were really, really good. Great seats. Yeah, right um, in behind third base. So what was the highlights of this game in this time? Five minutes into the game, fucking Otani's up to bat. First pitch he sees goes fucking yard into right field. Oh. That blew my mind. 397 to right field. Yeah. I like could not believe that happened, that process. Hell, let's just throw the video clip in right now. Wow, what a great start to that game! It was so much fun. Um, such a that was that the energy in that stadium that that game felt like playoff energy because Otani is so good. We're not going to go too much into sports. Maybe this may be more of an off-topic thing, but yeah, um, it was such a great energy that game. Um, very close and uh, really good start to the weekend. I think so. Like the Angels didn't they played well? They just mm. couldn't get any runs in. Like they left. 23 guys on base over the two games, so it was a bit of a struggle, but a fun struggle. Yeah. And I don't hate the Jays, right? So I thoroughly enjoyed watching them just have a good game, too, hitting home runs and stuff like that, because I've yeah. never seen a home run in person before. Nope. And you saw four that game. Yeah, it's crazy. That was just that game. I know. So we took the train home, uh, and then woke up the next day to a pouring rain. It was fucking pouring. We were planning on doing like a whole morning of going to the Toronto Islands, but it ended up being a nice sleep-in rain day because it was rainy. Yeah. And we just chilled. We had another Jays game in the afternoon at 3. So um, all we did that day was we went, we, we did a lot of the food mentioned on the Great Cuzzy Road Trip stop in Toronto from, I think it was last year, the, or maybe even two years ago. When I recorded with uh, Coaster Bro and Jeff. It's been a long time. Go listen to it if you haven't. But our first stop was this beautiful place called... Glory Hole Donuts. It was excellent. Somewhere out there, Coaster Bro and Jeff are laughing their asses off hearing mm. the words glory and hole yeah. next to each other. These donuts, the even the vegan donuts, so fucking good. It was such a good stop in the morning. Well, it was a morning. It was early afternoon, but... Yeah, early morning enough. And then we went from there down to one of the more historic places in Toronto, the uh, St. Lawrence Market. Mm -hmm. And we found uh, the original female bacon sandwich. Yeah, and what did you think of said original female bacon, the quintessential Toronto... Oh, female bacon is Canadian bacon for anyone who is listening to Americans. Um, but it's their style of it. It's their take on it. This this one place is very specific. What did you think of it, Logan? And and maybe so, and maybe uh, how many of them did you get? Well, I originally started off with two, and then the second they handed them to me, I was like, "Holy crap! I'm not going to be able to eat both of these." <laughs> I in fact did, and I went back for a third, and like I could not get enough of these. They are so simple yet so yummy, so just quintessential Canadian. Like you'll never hear me say anymore after this trip that there's no cuisine in Canada. Mm -hmm. Like Canada has some bomb ass food. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's all my thoughts. I pretty much have on it. Like I don't know what to say. You just have a bun that's buttery. Yeah. You got your uh, was it cornstarch breaded uh, pea meal bacon. 
and then your uh, maple honey. And just a soft, very simple. I had it when I ate meat back in the day. It's very Toronto, very good. Um, and yeah, St. Lawrence Market area is just a vibe. It's this beautiful old market where they used to have be right on the lake and all farmers used to trade goods and stuff like that. So it's a very classic Toronto stop. Um, definitely mm -hmm. would have explored that area a bit more if we had some more time. But we had to go to our second Jays game of the weekend against the Angels where we were sitting up in the 500. So how was this game, Logan? Start off with the dome closed because yeah. of all the rain in the morning. The dome didn't open until I think the fourth inning. Mm -hmm, yeah. Which made for a unique game, a lot cooler at first, good ease into it. 500s were a lot of fun for sight lines, and then even just the people we were sitting by was, I'd say, more fun than the first night. Yeah, I agree. The the this, the 500 level people are like just more chill, casual people, but we found, and maybe this is like an overall uh, thing, is like people have been so nice this trip, both in Quebec and in Mon and in Toronto, um, and they were so chatty, and it was it's just a very nice vibe up there. I really enjoyed um, our the second game. It was a bit slower to start with baseball wise, but um, sight lines, looking up at the tower, just and just a beautiful afternoon. Yeah, I can't say much more than that. Just, it was just a really well put on sports game once again. Got my drinks, so I stayed hydrated the entire yeah. time, and it was just a vibe. It was a great day. Um, so after the game, we uh, walked around a little bit just so we could uh, beat a little, little bit of the traffic. Yeah, because we parked downtown today. We did sit in a little bit of traffic on the way yeah. home, but just had a very chill night because this is, at this point, this has been over a week of us traveling, so there was a lot happening because the next day was the big day, probably one of the biggest days of the entire trip was yesterday, actually, the Sunday where we were going to meet all Big Wonderland Enthusiast Day, um, a big day where we had a surprise um, visitor friend come up. If you're in the Discord, you know who that already is. But, uh, yeah, so Sunday, what did we do? How was your day overall? And uh, who did we see? Well, we started off with Todd Burger once again. I wanted to run it back one last time. Mm -hmm. Got ourselves to Wonderland for just after noon. Yeah. It's like 1230-ish, I think, by, by the time we got in the park. Wandered over to Coasters. Dine-in? Drive-in? Drive-in, I think, yeah. I don't remember. Drive-in, yeah. It's just a little diner. Yeah. At Wonderland. And then uh, that's where we ran into Perry. Mm. Our friend Perry, who's been on the show before and was on Parade Coasting, um, drove up from Ohio for the day. Literally left early in the morning and then left that day. On like his daughter's birthday, which mm -hmm. I thought was hilarious. To see Logan, to hang out with us. Um, it ended up being such a vibe. Uh, Perry's been to the park before, yeah. but uh, it was so, so good to hang out with him that day. We did a lot. We, we had such a good, chill day. Like, it was, we weren't running around. We did we. lots. Had a chill day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and I did. Yeah, yeah. We had a chill day with Perry because the Wonderland enthusiasts were mm. Wonderland enthusiasting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We stayed clear of it for quite a bit. They kind of just existed themselves. Mm -hmm. and you had me and Perry. Bert came and met us at a certain point through. Yeah. So we had a good time, the four of us. A couple fun things that happened. Uh, I had never been back to the water park before. And for anyone who knows Canada's Wonderland's layout... The water park has the best shots of Behemoth and Mindbuster. So we went back there, which was fun yeah. to see that. I had never been back there. Um, we did uh, Lazy Bear Lodge. So I had uh, these this two trips. It was the first time I'd had the, the new vegan entree. So that was really, really good. Um, Logan and Perry both had entrees from there as well from, from Lazy Bear. Um, we rode Flight Deck. You rode Flight Deck in the back seat, which is the best seat <laughs> for it. It was intense. 
But I like the front row more, but I still had a good ride in the back. Everyone got off mm-hmm. complaining about it. And I'm like, I honestly didn't see the mm-hmm. negative part of that. Once again, I was high, but like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was good. You also had a behemoth redemption ride. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think we mentioned it in the chat with Parker at the park, but behemoth was my second least favorite coaster after that first day. Yeah. It made me so ill, so queasy, just not good. Like, guest one is feeling ill. Yeah. Feeling sick. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but greatest redemption ride ever. Mm. You know, for whatever reason, the edibles help with my stomach and the motion sickness. So yeah. I got a bit of like the head pounding, but no nauseous, like mm-hmm. nausea? Nausea, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no nausea from the ride. And it was so good in the back yeah. corner. That thing was hauling. What was it? Thrill Warrior Method? Thrill Warrior Method back row. Um, we did a night ride on it in the, on the red train, which is the best train, of course, on Behemoth. Um, we did front row again on Leviathan with Perry. Oh my God. The front row on Leviathan is just like, oh my, it's just amazing. Yeah. We had such a fun time. I think it was on Yukon or no, it was Behemoth. I think it was Behemoth. Perry and I were on in the back row and we're separated, right? Cause it has the staggered yeah. seating. So we're on the back. And then I was telling Perry, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sorry if I curse and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Cause I'm high and this like Behemoth mm-hmm. is in me. It don't go get along well. He said something along the lines that it's okay. He just likes to like yell and giggle and whatever. But I thought he said Ohio, like he yell, like the yellow Ohio. <laughs> so I'm like, that's kind of odd. You just crest the lift hill and yell Ohio, and then he's laughing his head off. He's like, no, that's not at all what I meant. But that's then what I did every single coaster ride with him for the rest of the trip. Oh my god! We crest the hill, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Every single element, I just yell at a different state, or the one that right on Leviathan, they just randomly was quoting vines and shit around yeah. every corner. It was just a vibe. It was a great fun day with friends. Um, maybe before we uh, finish off this day, we'll insert uh, a little pizza taste test that we had with Perry for Pizza Pizza, Canada's most average pizza. So take it away past Perry, Logan, and Mitch. Alrighty, it's my last day, uh, my last park day of the trip. We are joined here with a special guest. Hey, Mitch. We are. It's so many special guests this trip. Now, who could that be, Logan? I don't know. We're sitting outside the pizza pizza stand. So, uh, pizza stand food. I wonder who that is. Hey, guys. It's Perry. <laughs> and I'm about to try a slice of cheese pizza from Pizza Pizza. Canada. Canada's? <laughs> Canada's most wonderful, I was air quoting there, pizza place. I'm already sorry, I already apologized to him. It's going to be a poor experience, but let's see if the pizza today changes our minds. Alright guys, one bite, everybody knows the rules. Okay. The cheese itself is decent. The sauce, pretty salty. Uh, typically at theme parks with the salty cheese, I like a little sweeter sauce. But this one's more savory. The bottom of the crust is actually pretty crisp. Um, although overall, this is kind of an average slice of pizza. I'd probably give it a 5.7. So that's it. 2.1 flavored cardboard in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment though. Like it's it's just the most average basic pizza. No. But it gets you through the day at Wonderland. Um, but I think there are so many other pizza places to come in Toronto. So if you're here for longer, highly recommend. If not, Pizza Pizza will do the job for the day. Bye. <laughs> Well, thanks for that pizza review. Um, 
It's very average pizza. It does it gets the job done. It's there. It sucked. Yeah, you didn't like it as much as Perry was like, wait, 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 5.5 or something? You were like 2 or something. 2.1. Yeah. It was literally flavored cardboard. I stand by my assessment. I'm glad that you guys had a good meal at Lazy Bear. Lazy Bear, I think for 20 bucks, is worth it for all that food. And, it, and it's good and filling and not too blah, blah. No, exactly. Lazy Bear was good. Perry got a, what was it, a smoked sausage mm-hmm. with the gravy. And then I got smoked brisket. Yeah. And I got the Impossible Bolognese. So I think the last two things I want to mention about this um, this day is the best ride we had on all day was on Whitewater Canyon, the raft ride. It was, we decided to go on it right after around 8 o'clock, so golden hour-ish, um, to avoid the lines. And it's a six-seater raft, so it's just the four of us, me, Perry, Logan, and Burke on this raft ride. And Logan, what's the first thing Perry asked when we sat down on that, on that ride? So Mitch, does this thing have a waterfall? No, absolutely not. Nope. There's no waterfalls on this. I had ridden it last year, fairly recently. Burke rode it last year. Nope, no waterfalls. Burke, you can back me up on that, right? There's no waterfall? No, not at all. No waterfall. We don't get that wet. So we're going the first, I would say, three quarters of the ride. You're just like, oh, we get a little wet. We get a little splash. Oh, that's not too bad. Turn the corner from the tunnel. Turn around the corner. We look down. There is a very large ramp with a huge wave at the bottom. And in the distance... The waterfalls are on for the first time in, I want to say, five years, if not longer. Burke's face when we rounded that <laughs> corner, because me and Burke, no, me and Perry were sitting. You and Burke were across from us, like, kind of staggered a little bit, so we were a little more balanced. And then all we see is, because it's behind me, is Burke's face. Like, mm-hmm. this man has seen a phantom, he's seen a ghost, like, fucking Jesus the Messiah is back <laughs> and he saw him first. And oh my god. You you you, were, you guys just started freaking out. It's never been on. What? And then Perry and I still can't see it. Yeah. So we're like, what's going on? So we go into the tunnel, down the little drop. Mitch gets soaked. Oh, soaked. Right as Mitch gets soaked, it rotates around. And now Perry and I are head first looking at the waterfall. We're like, oh, fucking shit. It's mm-hmm. coming our way. Yeah. <laughs> and when we said we went right into the waterfall, I watched Logan and Perry just disappear behind the wall. No, no, no. Water. Perry fucking ditched me that yes. bit. So we're sitting next to each other side by side. We get close. We're like, okay, we might dodge it, right? It looked like the empty seat was going to get. No, we just hit enough to get a pivot off that wall. Then we're going backwards. All I'm able to register, because I'm kind of at my peak of my second little up. Perry hops up and jumps. Like, he leaps to Mm -hmm. the other side of the raft and not get completely soaked. He still got wet. Yeah. But he wasn't Logan, who just accepted my fate, sat there, holding on to the rail, and just got drenched. Yep. It was it was uh, pretty amazing. I it was one of the best. We came off just laughing, wailing like a banshee was the best Literally, description I had for myself. Uncontrollably screaming, I could not contain myself, and we were moist for the rest of the night, like moist. moist. And then some. Like I had to yeah. air out my pants when we got back. Um, and then the last thing of the night, a very cooked Logan tried to uh, record his thoughts on Behemoth, um, and it ended up with a little bit. Less of a of a of an information that we wanted. So why don't we take it away past Logan from last night? Yeah, this is Logan getting off a of behemoth after the most insane. Like Perry said, I was punching the air, having the best time. Yeah. Back right on behemoth in the middle of the dark. I need to talk about what just happened. I went on behemoth. And they put me in that back right. Are you recording, Logan? I might be. I'm not too sure. Impromptu recording. Whoa. Logan's fucking cooked at Wonderland. 
on no, nothing but steak and meat. And that's the only thing he's cooked on. Yeah. Ooh. It was good. Bird of beef, baby. Bird of <laughs> Well, thanks, Logan, for that uh, very uninformative uh, <laughs> uh, thing. But it was an amazing night ride. After that, we ended on Leviathan. And went to McDonald's with the crew and chilled until late at night. Yeah, we won't talk about what happened on Leviathan. Those that were there, no. Yeah. Those that were not there, we're at the McDonald's after. And we uh, laughed our freaking little heads off about it. Yep, it was quite the experience. That was the true kind of taste into all areas of the coaster. That might be an off-topic conversation for an off-topic episode. Yeah, you know what? Let's plug our fucking shit. If you want to hear us talk about all the stuff that happens, yeah, yeah. go go listen to whatever the off-topic is. We'll make it well-known in there. It's, yeah. it's worth it for at least a month to pop in and hear those stories. Well, I think that is a lovely overview of the trip. Uh, I know it was a lot, but we really did a lot. And Logan's first time out east was a great time. How was your uh, first time out east experiencing new things, seeing completely new landscapes, cities, everything? If I had to sum it up in one word, like I said it this entire trip, livable. Yeah. There is so much lush stuff to do. There's so many things. The city of Toronto and Montreal, a little too overwhelming for me. I wouldn't be able to live there. But one of the little suburbs, I think I could 1,000% see myself moving yeah. out east when I'm done school and set up my own little life. Mm -hmm. it's, it is really great. I love how much there is to do here. So much life. Proper four seasons. Um, trees. Um, it's been a great 10 days. Yeah, truly have felt like a good coming of age little Netflix <laughs> miniseries for Logan. Yeah. It was, man, I wish... I'm just ha like I hope that the stories I had just encapsulated just the littlest bit of that because mm. like looking at it all through my eyes was so overwhelming, but in like the best ways possible. Yeah, blue expectations from all ends, whether it's high expectations, no expectations, everything was so great. We met so many fantastic people, mm -hmm. and like I'm just about to drive to the airport right here with my heart so full. Yeah, it has been. Our souls are very full. Um, it's been it's been such a good trip on on that front. So it's exactly what. Um, I wanted to have Logan here for the first time, but also for myself, having all these great new memories, fantastic midsummer trip. Um, yeah, so don't want to close with the show. Shout out our Patre Patreon patrons and all that good stuff. As far as I know right now, we've got Craig. Mm -hmm. Shouts to you, Craig. Yeah, and if you want to be uh, shouted on our show, the off-topic episodes and other perks... Uh, make sure to join our Patreon at solo.to slash coastercuzzies always. Go check out all the visuals from all of the stuff we've been talking about over my Instagram. Mm -hmm. That guy from Saskatoon on the Out East tab. And uh, Coaster Bro is still posting TikToks from his trip to um, uh, the Midwest and all the parks. So make sure to check out TikTok, Twitter, um, and Instagram for all of the updates on the Cuzzies uh the social media post, the Cozy Road Trip, Coffee with Coaster Bro, and of course the main show. Yeah, until I'm not entirely sure when this is going to drop or how the whole feed's going to work, what we're going to be recording, but I hope you guys enjoyed this. I don't know, this this very much feels like the big uh, summer blockbuster mm -hmm. movie. We've been hyping this up for a few years now, and it finally yeah. happened. I think everyone in the Discord has been cheering you on to get out and have, uh, have come to Wonderland, but also just... Travel, see new things, and uh, just spread your wings. Yeah, and that was truly Logan Goes Out East. Mm -hmm. We did it big. Love that. Um, well, enjoy your day. Keep your sticks on the ice. Smile. Treat your ride ops nicely. And uh, have a lovely, lovely time. We appreciate and love y'all.